and welcome to the Jeff and JP podcast, episode two. Dose. What do we What do we got going on this week? Anything good? Uh, no, just uh, a few more stories, and we're this. I think this time we'll uh, maybe limit it to four. Four. Yeah. Like four minutes yeah. or so. I think that's that's gonna roll a little better. Uh, I think last week was fun. I think it, it I was think a really we'll good start. To four. It was a good start. Yeah, it's a great start. Yeah. I think if uh, if we limit it to four. If we need to extend 15 seconds, if we're doing really well on the riffing. Right. Not bit. only that, it could give us an opportunity to get some more of the viewer listenership stories in. Yes. Please, if you're listening to this, please send us links. Send us... they got to be legit links. Nothing from specifically Alex Jones that says, hey, guess what? An alien is working in the government. Or that the alien is the aliens are the ones that are behind the sounds. Um, oh, from we, last that, week from that last we aired last week. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no, no, nothing like that. They've got to be legit. So legit news sources. The Blaze, the Drudge. You know, well, sometimes the Drudge uses Alex Jones, which is annoying. Uh, Guardian, uh, HuffPo, BBC. Really, exactly. I mean, I really couldn't care less. I actually really do enjoy the Guardian website. I do too. Myself, I think it's got great stories. It's good stories. Great journalism. But then they also have the fun stuff as well. The I'm also that, a huge fan of Daily Mail, but that's just me. <laughs> Well, Daily Mail is a, is a yeah. That's a that's another one that's the Brits know how to do it. Yes, they do. They really do. They do better news than us sometimes. Us uh, as in the Americans. I will, I will tell you this right now. If you want good, like straight news, the BBC is fantastic. BBC is really good. Yeah. BBC. Have I you ever watched one of the newscasts? Um, I watch even Sky Sports. Sky Sports. Um, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sky Sports is pretty good. Yeah. I like their um, weekly football mat, uh, roundup. But it's not real football. But but they actually, but with their um, like their Sports Center or uh-huh. whatever it might be, it's kind of funny. They do the highlights, and they explain what's going to happen in the highlight before the highlight even happens. But what they'll say is they, but they don't do anything like especially they don't. There's no like catchphrases like you see on Sports Center. Huh. Um, they actually will be like, and watch here, Frank Lampard scores the goal in the upper right hand corner of the net. And then they show the and book? then they show the highlight of him wow. scoring the goal. I was like, he goes, and in the 53rd minute, a penalty given to Crystal Palace. And then they show the penalty. and then they show the penalty. And then they're like, why have we not learned how to do convert. things like this? Like, I, I, I mean, they, I love Sports Center. I think they're funny. I, I, I think I they're per- great. I think it's gotten too theatrical. Proper. I think it's gotten too theatrical, Sports Center. But you know what? I think in this day and age, it needs to be that because everybody theatrical? knows the outcome before they watch Sports Center. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows what the final score was, everybody yeah. knows uh, what has happened in the game yeah. um, for the most part. I mean, they, they know the outcome. They have to make the highlight as entertaining as possible. Because I mean, in a day and age where we know final scores before, you know, this isn't the the day, um, the days of, you know, waiting the next day to see the box score. Right. This isn't the days of, you know, I mean, I remember being a kid and watching Sports Center and, you know, staying up till eleven o'clock to see what was happening. But in the on the West Coast stuff, it was only eight o'clock. Yeah. So you actually had to wait. You know, in the summers it was great because I could I could do it, but you would have to wait until the one o'clock Sports Center to find out what happened. Yeah. Late in the games, like you know, baseball games and stuff like that, what have you. So it's kind of interesting, you know, to see. That's that's why I think ESPN and why um, sports highlight shows in general have gone to more comedy and bits and all these types of things because they have to make it as entertaining as possible. I think that's where they um, are doing a good job, and 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 Sports Center and ESPN in particular with College Game Day. 
I think is the best produced sports show. College game day. Have you ever been to a college game day? I have not. I went to I one down to. at uh, uh, Norman Stadium at the uh, Owen Field, and it was fantastic. It's so much fun. It's just a different kind of atmosphere, just lighthearted, fun. Uh, you learn more about football than you ever thought you would just because the professionals that they have, they're not only funny, but they're also you know, kind of saying it so everybody understands the game. They, and, they, and they have Kirk Herbstreet, who I think is great. Lee Corso oh, is great. Wait, wait, wait. You like Kirk Herbstreet? I do. I can't stand him really? because he's a Fairweather fan. Oh, Alabama, they're doing fantastic today. Oh, nope, USC. But he's oh, yes. Fan. Oh, who's number one? I'm going to go for them. Oh, wow, Toledo. Number one, <laughs> go Toledo. I think, but I think they're, they're, it's such a well-run ship, that show. Oh, it is. And, it's, and, and then they have the guys, when they bring out their little field and they go through like the different uh, analytics of the game, and I think it's done Isn't so Isn't somebody well. off of that show now? I thought they just I think got Fowler. Released. I think Fowler left. Yeah. I think Fowler yeah. is not going to be the host next year. Which is which is Wait, fine. Like well, he, I, he I, usually he, didn't really. No, he well he I think he left on his own terms. Yeah, he always announced. Yeah, he usually was the like game, the, so the he moderator. never gave. Right. I think I think Fowler as the host of that show was amazing. I think that. I like Damon was, also. Um, what's his face? Uh, husband winner. Desmond He's, Howard. Yeah, Desmond Howard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they're all good, and I, I, especially as you know, someone who always likes you know, I'm being from Ohio, watching. Howard and Hershey on, oh, on yeah. Michigan uh, Ohio yeah. State game um, game it's day like, it, to see the banter back and forth between the two of them is good and I think I, I but I think that that's where sports is headed you know things like this and those um, the packages that they run within the show mm-hmm. to to bring out like a human element uh, well it's it's to, like thirty thirty but in just like a five minute exactly package which is fantastic yeah. I love their stuff on college football. Yeah, exactly, and I think I think the stuff that they do is, is fantastic to begin with. Well, anyway, we're we're a few minutes in here. We are, but so, I, I I have kind of a segue. I want to see if this works or not. Since we were just talking about sports. Was it good? Yeah, it kind of worked. It was all right. I mean, we talked about sports. and We were. It kind of segued into fighting. This is a couple weeks ago. We had the Pacquiao uh, Mayweather fight. Which all I've heard about is how bad that was. I didn't watch it because I, I wasn't willing to pay 100 bucks. $100 to watch a crap fight. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no reason for that. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So, this, this fight broke out at a hot dog stand yeah, right next to Ground Zero. Okay. Okay. Um, there's I'm this intrigued. guy. There's this guy. And he's 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 been there for a while. Um, most of the time he'll charge three bucks for a hot dog. You get a hot dog and all the toppings that you want, three bucks. That's, that's actually a really good price. $3. Yeah. That's a great deal. In New York City? The, right. Uh, I didn't in, buy in a hot dog when I was near there. Ground Zero? So this right is next down, to Ground Zero. Downtown the financial district. To me, area. trying to sell a hot dog, I mean, no, no offense at all, but trying to sell a hot dog next to Ground Zero, kind of that seems like the crappiest place yeah, to try in, to sell food. Yeah, Hot dogs, hot, uh, hot. No, it's uh, like when I went to go see the Passion of the Christ, and the women who came and sat next to me literally had a huge bucket of popcorn, <laughs> a big soda, and all this stuff. And I'm like, you, we all know what that happens here. This isn't like we know. It, there's not going to be a different ending. We yeah. all know what's going to happen. We know, it's called we know the how this Passion ends. of the Christ. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable I'd feel watching Jesus die here the and, and eating popcorn. Um, so okay, so this fight broke out because this guy. 
Um, NBC went undercover and they found out that this guy's actually been selling his hot dogs for fifteen dollars, and he sold a hot dog and pretzel to a guy for thirty dollars. Wait a second. So he was selling them for three. Selling for three to people he knew or to people that he thought were locals, not foreigners. If they're foreigners, like this one guy or came tourists. up. Yeah, or tourists. This one guy who's who was a foreigner. He had a French accent. He goes up to him and he asks for it, and he's like. Uh, no. <laughs> like, are you, who do you think I am? Like, just some idiot? So like, $15, he was going to sell a hot dog for $15 to a tourist. Yes. And this guy wasn't a tourist at all. He <laughs> lived in New York. He just had a French accent. And so NBC confronted him about it, and this is kind of what they said. We're from Channel 4. How much is a hot dog? $3. $3? we've seen you charging people a lot more than $3 for a hot dog. Me? Yeah, you. Have, we have people telling us you tried to charge them thirty dollars. I don't know. A little bit uh, speak English. We have we have videotape of you talking to people in English. So this guy says he's not. He doesn't understand English, which they have video that he does understand Clearly English. Does. Yes. And then he's saying, "Oh no, three dollars, three dollars." So they caught him in the lie. Oh, they caught now, him. And now he's saying, oh, no, it's, it's been $3. I've, I've been exactly. selling it for $3 this whole time. Exactly. Can you imagine, like, going up? Okay, like, I went to New York for the first time uh, in 2014. Yeah, 2014. And to me, it was, like, life-changing because I'm like, well, this is the biggest city I've ever been in in my life. And I, I think I went to one of those stands, but I looked at the prices, and there were no prices. So it's like, I'm going to keep walking. But I can't imagine like falling for that and being like thirty dollars. Wow, I knew New York was expensive, but thirty dollars. Well, I guess I I'll do it to get the experience. I will tell you though, if this guy if this guy's doing it in the broad daylight, he's an idiot. But if he's doing it at night, when people are getting out of bars, I'm telling you, you want a dirty water hot dog when you leave a bar <laughs> in New York City because I've been there, I've done it. Yeah, dirty water hot dogs after a few drinks are fantastic. $30 fantastic? If, if you don't know any better, maybe you're paying it. But, like, I, I think that's amazing that this guy has the cojones to actually charge $30 for a hot dog and a pretzel. Yeah. The New, the New York hot dogs and pretzels are good. See, I, I'd, I, rather, I'd rather go and get a slice of pizza. Late night pizza from New York to, sop, to, to basically pizzas. soak up the night. Yeah. There's really nothing better. Than a huge frigging slice of pizza that you have to slurp. Oh you gosh. fold it over and it just the cheese is dripping so off. Good. The oils are dripping off. You put a little crushed red pepper on it. You slurp it. All you right, just stop. It. Just stop. Go to your story. Go All to right. your story. Um, in Israel, a 65-year-old Hasidic woman became the oldest Israeli to give birth. I am pissed off more or less, not because she was six, uh, not because she gave birth. But because she's 65 years old, the hus- her husband, I guess, was 67. Oh, crap. I honestly, I, I, I'm... So when the kid's 15... Their parents would be dead, more than likely. I just find it... I, I, I think it's not fair to the child. Right. I find it idiotic because at 65 years old... You're taking a you're, chance. Nine months yeah. is a long time, and your body goes through a hell of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have two kids. I'm the oldest of 11 kids. I know my mom My mom was pregnant when she was in her late 30s, 40 years old. But, like, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. I've seen it happen. I know it happens. And like, when you get older, the tougher it gets. This lady's 65 years old. 65 is, uh, yeah, that's, honestly, and that's really great, selfish. Actually, um, it's, it's very selfish. And 
um, the uh, the woman here, I guess in Israel, um, the cutoff date is supposed to be uh, 54 for in vitro fertilization. Um, and so, so this was like all natural? No, 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 no. She, she uh, this was all uh, uh, in vitro, but she was never able to have kids um, during her 46-year-old marriage. <laughs> but she, uh, uh, I, I'm just, I just find it. She was two years younger than the oldest lady in the world who gave birth um, in Spain, actually, a couple of years ago, who was 67. Ah, oh, crap. And she gave birth she to twins. Um, twins? Sure. Oh my At gosh. 67. I just, I just find it. It's either you're doing this for notoriety. You're doing it. I, I mean, I can't imagine at 65 years old you're doing this because. I mean, why didn't you do it earlier? Yeah. I mean, if you were in a you couldn't have kids at you know 46 years of marriage. Well, maybe take it as a sign. Maybe your body just wasn't meant for it. Or but, I don't know. But, There's this other option. Or do it they 20 years ago. Adoption. Exactly. Do it 20 years ago. Yeah. But this woman's having a C-section at 65. Like, she's you know, I hope that she lives till 120. I do but too. But she's got two things going for her right now. We're going against her. One, she's 65 years old. Two, she lives in Israel. There's always some kind of war going on there. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like you are kind of got double whammies against you, lady. Yeah, this person says, um, it's illegal to perform in vitro fertilization on a woman of this age, and it is dangerous. Um, this is the person who is the doctor, the OB at the hospital. Um, there are many possible complications. Pregnancy is unnecessary burden on the mother's body. But the doctor adds, we were very excited during the delivery. I have no doubt she will be an excellent mother. She is a very special person. The baby is very cute. She will be an excellent mother. At 65, she should be an excellent grandmother. Yeah. I'm so, I, I mean, I, I just don't. She'll never be able to see her grandkids, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I just find it. Ir- almost irresponsible because you're 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 doing this at 65. She sh- it should have been done earlier, and it, you're just basically you're doing no favors to the kid who's really gonna. I mean, at 65 years old, if if, if you live to your 75, 80, your kid's gonna have no parents by the time they graduate high school. Yeah, they'll have grandparents. It's just it, I don't know. I just I don't I don't. The story I saw this and I was like, it, it surprised me, but at the same time, I mean, we're living in a world where it's like all about self gratification and instant gratification and i think this is uh another one of those instances um okay so speaking of technology there's another one um that now the study has come out for some of these self-driving cars that google has humans are to blame for accidents involving self-driving cars it is the human's fault wait so google cars that are robotically driven yes when they get in an accident it is the human fault and actually, okay, so this, this is how it is. The, the director of Google's self-driving project says not once was the self-driving car that caused the accident. It was always the driver. Testing of self-driving cars on California roads has resulted in about a dozen minor accidents during the past six years. But humans were to blame for the accidents. But, okay, so how, how is it the human fault? Do they override, speaking of overriding systems, do, are they overriding the, the uh, automatic driving? I mean, well, how, I don't know, but I, I just understand how it could be a human fault if the, if it's a self-driving car. It should, isn't it? Not the uh, the automobile's fault. Well, like Kristen Kinley, if you're one of uh, spokesman for Delphi, which is uh, one of electronic companies that helped out, she's a maker of automotive parts and components. Said in an interview with Fortune that these are engineering vehicles. You can't get from A to B to driverless cars without a lot of testing. 
driverless is still a long way off. So why the hell are they on the roads? Exactly. Yeah. They're, like they're obviously- why? Okay. Yes, there will be accidents by maybe other people who aren't used to seeing nobody touching the wheel in the car. <laughs> right. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, so so are they saying it was somebody other than the automatic car's fault? Yeah, it's either somebody. It's got to be somebody. It's somebody from from the other one, or the automatic car had a mistake. You know, in the, there's a glitch in the system, and it goes off and hits somebody. Yeah, I would say that they're probably they're probably claiming that the per, a person driving an opposing car or another car, not the person inside of the self-driven car, is at fault. All this said is that until we are in a world where self-driven cars are reacting to being, uh, you know, pushed or, 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 you know, or other cars being on close and they can actually maneuver in and out. Um, I, they probably should not be on the road. We should not have, you know, 95% of the people, 95% of automobiles out there being driven by people and then 5%. I mean, I know that's way off. Yeah, but if there's now, like, but I mean, like, I, I, it kind of worries me. I don't, I wouldn't like there, or there should be roads. Yeah. That are specifically designed right. for self-driven cars. Yeah, they should not. We should not be. And, in and a, I think in the there same. should be barriers on either one, like you know, cement barriers on either side of that lane. So yeah, that what what if there's a glitch? Or <laughs> what about this? Somebody who's in a car hacks into the system exactly. and moves the car around. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's yeah. It, it, I that's what I'm saying. There shouldn't. I don't know if it's a if there's a purpose for self-driving cars. I don't see a purpose why don't unless they just, like, make, like, it's high, like an iRobot. Why don't they just make high high speed trains going from point to point to point to point? No, that's stupid. I, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of rail systems, the, like the bullet train or something yes, like. Yes. You're such an idiot. You don't understand how real traveling works. That's... I, I'm hey, I, you're talking about a guy who who traveled from Long Island to New York City every single day for six years. What, I what think did you the, you used a car, right? Absolutely not. Oh. Wait, you didn't use a you didn't use a car? Every day. Huh, that's weird. And, and again, but it, it cars was, are the most the, the cars are really the only thing that you can use. There's no other there's no public transportation in this country. In most of the in most of the country there is no public transportation. Yeah. But I think that the, other than cars. But that's why I think we should probably think, I mean, if you think about it, if you could create a high um a high speed rail system from let's just say Oklahoma City to Dallas. Mhm. And if you cut like yeah, Amtrak takes it three hours. It's stupid. Right. Yeah. You could drive it in three hours. Uh-huh. People could, if you could create a high speed thing, people could probably tr- commute to and from work from Oklahoma City to Dallas. Yeah. If you cut that time in half, make it an hour and a half. That'd be sweet. People could do it. Yeah. And you can choose to where you want to live. Connect the big cities. But Connect Jeff, you don't stuff. understand. That takes money. Yeah, but uh, uh, and but, the country uh, doesn't have money. Yeah, well, we're I, wasting it on you know. Or not, I'm sorry, not wasting it, but buying lobsters or taking care of squirrels, you know. Yeah, but well, I think we definitely waste a lot of money here. Um, but that said, if we spend our money wisely elsewhere or privatize it, privatize it, make no. let, let, let these people. America let does not privatize things, Jeffrey. There is a there is a road on Long Island that actually was going to connect and create a tunnel. From the North Shore of Long Island to the South Shore of Connecticut, it was going to cross Long Island Sound, and it was going, they were going to. There was talk about privatizing it, and you would pay a toll to to take this right. tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, the the road goes up. You can see it 
end and they put a barrier up and mm-hmm. now you have to exit there. So they cut it off because they were not allowed to do this. If you allow a private company to come in and to do it and you grant them the contract, let them do what they want to do. Let them build it the way they want to build it. They're the ones that are footing the bill. No, it doesn't create jobs. You know, you're right. You're right. It doesn't create jobs. No. It doesn't create. It, it doesn't. It, it does not create. The state it doesn't help the economy. I mean, yeah. Jeff, yeah, come it, on. People can travel instead of having to drive the whole length of Long Island around New York City no. and around the shores <laughs> oh of gosh. Connecticut. You have to drive around like a big <laughs> sea. You can drive straight across, be there in 20 minutes, and then you'll be that. But we can't do that. No, because we like everything a lot harder. It's stupid. It is Pissed stupid. I, I, really, I get pissed at stuff. Like um, speaking of being pissed off, here's the last story. There was a um, The Fed say that a band researcher hacked into a plane's, uh, a plane's um, navigation system. Okay. And he basically took control, and he overrode the, control, the pilot controls. And he basically flew the plane, or he could fly the plane from his seat. Just like wherever he was. He hacked into Was the, he on the plane? Yes. He hacked into the, into the entertainment system. Oh, my gosh. And from there, he could override the code. So basically, this is, this is how the story opens. A security researcher kicked off in a United Airlines flight last month after tweeting about security vulnerabilities in its system that had previously taken control of an airplane and caused it to briefly fly sideways, according to an application for a search warrant filed by an FBI agent. This guy... Um, hacked into the in-flight entertainment system on an airplane and overwrote code on the plane's thrush management computer while aboard the flight. He was able to issue a climb command and make the plane briefly change course, the, the document heck? states. So this guy, he could hack it. I mean, obviously he didn't do it to, um, you know, to cause the plane to do anything bad or whatever. He, you know, whatever. But the bottom line is, is that somebody can do this. Allegedly can, that somebody can do this. And I mean, you everybody has their computers or iPads or what have you yeah. on a plane, right? They, I, I mean, this but did, was he used? Do we know if he was using like the screen, like the media screen that's on the back that shows movies and stuff? Uh, no, like on no, the back he, of I think seat? he plugged his laptop into a USB port. Oh my gosh! But let's think. Let's think about this though. I mean, this is this is where we're headed. I I think we're we're headed to no laptops or stuff like that. Are we were be getting so on. close to being able to use cell phones on. On now that's where another thing that gets me though. You're on a plane and they say, please turn off your cell phones or put it in airplane mode. Can I tell you something? I will honestly say I cannot believe that having your plane your your phone not on cell phone mode oh, is right. going to cause the it's going to cause any problems because they don't go around and check to make sure that your phone's on. No, on. not at all. So they're basically putting everybody's safety yeah in the hands of everybody. So. I'm saying a terrorist could walk on and just what turn off, uh, keep his uh, airplane, uh, turn off airplane mode. Yeah, and then he could. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think that that's not true. I don't think that anybody could do that. No. The thing that scares me the most is being able to plug into the <laughs> system and override code to make the plane go up or down or left or right or what have you. That scares me more than having a phone not on airplane mode. That scares the crap out of me because have, I mean, I barely can, like. I barely can use their own entertainment system that's already there, and all this guy had to do was plug a USB into their entertainment system. Like entertainment system on any air, airline usually takes a little while to like figure it out, which is pretty self-explanatory. 
But this guy who says he does this for a living yeah, jumps is... in there and is like, hey, guess what? I can fly your plane. Ha ha. Right. Which I'll, I'll... Can you imagine like just doing that? Like get, knowing that, hey, I'm going to buy this ticket because I'm going to get on this plane. I'm going to prove to the world that I can fly this plane by myself. And, and, and basically what he's doing. problem he, he, with that. I, I find a very big problem with that. I think that what he's, I mean, what he's done, it, it's a blessing because we should, we should really, I'm, I'm, I, I fly Virgin America and you can literally plug your phone or whatever uh, into a USB port that they yeah. have at your seat. If that, if they can, if you can actually hack into a system and override things, you, that should not be allowed to happen. Yeah, absolutely not. I actually think we'd wait a little longer there on that one. I think we went just a little longer. Well, that 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 story scares me just because I fly a lot. You're you flying you're flying on vacation and you're going to right. Georgia. We, yeah. We all we all go places. We all fly, and we we're in a post 9/11 world. I'm not for certain things, but at the same time, I'm for safety. And I don't care about. Using- I don't know why we haven't figured this out before. Like, hey, let's add all this entertainment and great, you know, touchscreen pads on every single um, airline. And did they not think about hack somebody hacking into it that's on the plane? Like, I, I, you're right. I mean, yeah. I, I just how, how does how did that skip all the protocols that we have? You can't bring like Q t- tips on a plane without getting you know harassed <laughs> by the TSA. Three ounces of water. Yeah. Three ounces of a, of a liquid. I get strip searched basically every time because I, I travel with <laughs> say with contact solution. Yeah, they basically take everything out of my suitcase. They look at my thing. They test my contact solution and then they move on. But yet this guy can carry a computer and a USB mm-hmm. line, yeah. hack into a thing, and then I, I, that's where I'm just like, okay, we really don't have any priorities as, right. as to how to keep things secure. And well, think about this: like I take, you know, usually when I fly somewhere, I'll take my iPad, I'll take my MacBook Air. I'll take my iPhone. Sometimes I'll take cameras, and I'll have all kinds of electronics enough to do something like this if I knew how, which I don't, and I would never do that. But just the fact that every single person now always has an electronic in their hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if what if the iWatch now? I mean, any of the electronic watches? Oh yeah, just take a watch on. You can figure out how to hack into an airplane and fly it. Right. I mean, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm all about having Wi-Fi networks and stuff like that. But I mean, if you're if you're opening it up to hackers, yeah. There's stupid. a problem. It's stupid. Yep. Well, I mean, here we are. We another uh, another, another episode pod, in another the pod can. in another pod down. Um, yeah. So I think we're good, and we'll uh, until next week. Send us your ideas. Please. Share it. Yeah, share this, please, please. Social media, my friends, is uh, is a good friend of ours as well. So share it like crazy. And it's the way to get this out. And let, let's let's get these numbers up. Uh, every week we want to uh, add add a few more people, and you know, really get the word out there. I think we're uh, I think we're onto something. And uh, I guess we'll see you all next week. All right. See See you next week.